Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, another episode of High School Transcript. It is your host, Mr. Flannery. And I'm Mr. Wimpenny. And uh, it's Wednesday, so we had a chance to sit down with one of our seniors here at Lakeside High School. Oh, but not just any senior, Mr. Wimpenny. We had a chance to sit down with one of our artist, musician seniors, Nick Cardenas, a.k.a. DJ Gap. Give him a follow on the Instagram, folks. Also, stay tuned, because I think you're going to like what you have to hear. So it sounds like you have a lot of experience in sound editing. Yeah, I mean, I've been doing it for a while. How long? Uh, well, music production, at least. I've been doing that for five years, so. So you started in middle school? Yeah. Was there like a, <clears throat> excuse me, was there like a class in middle school that like sparked that interest or just kind of? No, because um, I'm a DJ, so my my dad always, he, he taught me like the basics of DJing and then I'll, I picked up like the more advanced stuff, but I was always like like talking to him like, but I don't want to like mix music, I want to like make my own song. And he was like, well, you got to get a full studio. And I was like, um, you know, being an eighth grader, I was kind of contradictive. So I was like, no, I'm going to get Ableton. And so, I, um, and so I went and got the trial version of Ableton, and I didn't know, like, what I was doing at all. So I was like, okay, okay, I actually want a full studio. And then when I um, graduated from eighth grade, um, I was given FL Studio as like a little graduation gift, and I've been using it ever since. I like how you put graduated from eighth grade in quotes. Was <laughs> <laughs> it like a pro version or something? Like a paid uh, no, it's just or? a normal version. Okay. So all the stock plugins and everything. But that's honestly, like after doing this for so long, I you can do some crazy stuff just with those mm -hmm. um, stock plugins. Well, yeah, I'm sure you've been able to explore it enough now after five years where you're like. Yeah. I know where things are that other people don't on just a regular free version of this. Yeah. That's dope. Well, it's not the free version. It was, it was um, like, around $200. Oh, dang. Because, yeah. like, those, like, the, because <clears throat> FL Studio and Ableton are, like, actual, like, professional, like, that's the professional software that people use. Mm -hmm. Whereas, like, GarageBand, you can only do, like, a few tracks. And um, it doesn't really have too many samples or too many good quality samples, at least. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of plugins either. Hey man, so. don't hate. <laughs> <laughs> but we're, we're on a budget here. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm just saying it's it's the more professional type mm. of, of thing that I've always like because I would look up tutorials on on YouTube like how to make because I didn't really know how any of that worked. Like when I was in seventh grade, I didn't even know like the difference between a monitor and an actual computer. I thought the computer was like I thought the monitor was actually the whole like computer like part you just of it plugged it into the wall and you could start yeah using it. So now at home, do you have like your own separate monitor? Like yeah. do you have like your computer? Do you have like another? Because I know a lot of like I don't sound have editing. Actually a monitor. I have a, a well because um, my sisters used to live in so um, with my parents so they had um, TVs so I just used a spare TV. Put it on my wall and that's my monitor. Okay, so HDMI it. Yeah. Or air. HDMI. Or, okay. Does that, now, because I, I know a lot of people that do like sound, and my brother does editing, obviously not sound, but video, as, as you know. That tends to help them seeing it on multiple screens, yeah? Well, I don't, like when I'm making music, I don't really need multiple screens. I just, I guess I've learned to deal with it because if I need to go to another tab, I just exit out of FL Studio and go on to another tab. So I, I could found a ways around it. Okay, so you're going to need to teach me because I spent seven <laughs> hours editing an episode and I could have really used multiple monitors because I had to clip, paste, clip, paste. And I was like, oh, this I is... I use Windows, though, so that's probably the problem as well. Gosh darn Macs, dude. <laughs> Apple's ruining everything. <clears throat> when you, you said you make music. When you make music, um, what does that kind of look like? Um, the process or just like... Like, are you playing instruments and recording or is it more of... Oh, I can do both, but... 
I mainly um, um, place it down with MIDI, and sometimes I even sample. Sampling, I've been trying to get into more because that's what like Kanye West does. So, so real quick, what what is sampling? Yeah, sampling. Okay, um, for for our audiences that don't know, including myself. So, for you guys that don't know what sampling is, um, it's it's basically um, you get a piece of a song that's already made. So, for example, um, do you guys know the song "Harder, Better, Faster, Stronger" by Daft Punk? Mm-hmm. That one sounds familiar. Okay, that, I, that one that one's ringing a bell. Kanye West used that sample. To, he sampled like the harder, better, faster, stronger. Oh yeah, yeah. Into his song. That's what it is. You basically cut it. You get a piece of, of an already made instruments or song from mm-hmm. another band, and you just you either mash it up and you like make it's like um, if I were to put it visually, it's like you're making a um, a collage of an already made song. So like like let's say you have an a guitar solo you can cut out in like the individual notes of the guitar solo and rearrange them so it's like it's like a little collage and that's kind of what sampling is it's obviously a bit more advanced than that but that's like the basics of it right that's like a, a very brief synopsis of it you yeah. would say um i don't know much about like like that particular type of music sampling stuff like that but i can't imagine it's very cheap to because he has to get some sort of permission right from yeah, the original exactly <clears throat> Do you know like how much like they usually cost or like so for example if let's say you were to sample one of Kanye's mm-hmm. just a random example um, if you were to do that super cool but <laughs> I assume you would have to pay him um, and that he would profit off of your work too right yes and no because if I publish it obviously then that's when I have to go to that level yeah but what I'm doing at the moment is I'm just gaining experience I'm not really putting any of the stuff that I sample out there mm-hmm. but um, no so I don't really have to go to anyone to pay them unless I actually want to put my music out there right and make it public then I'm gonna have to give permission do you think you have anything that you've created that you might be ready to display to get out there yeah actually I, I'm but it's all that stuff is not sample that's like I put MIDI and I um, make the chords and melodies myself and all that in the drums. Um, sampling is like, um, if I were to put it in a um, simple way, it's like um, the poor man's producing. Where it's it's like it's like I said, um, you could do a lot on FL Studio even without a bunch of crazy plugins mm-hmm. or any doll for that matter. Sampling is is, is one of those reasons because you can just, um, for example, cut out a little snippet of a drum beat on one song, and then let's say you want to cut out a little. Um, the vocal section on another song, you put them together, you pretty much already have a finished product. Hmm. I, I mean, <clears throat> that that is, like I said, that's all new to me. I'm very much, I just recently got into, like started listening to what what I think sounds like what you're talking about, sampling, was they, they take bits from a, from one song and they put it into their own, and they mix and mash it and stuff like that. Um, my roommate listens to a lot of stuff like that. Um, so I, I think it's really cool. And it's also cool because like, I'll hear songs, like really popular songs from like the 90s or early 1000s, where I'm like, oh, I love this song. And then it changes. Usually comes with some sort of drop, is what they call it. Yeah. Um, or at least that's what it's been referred to me as. And I was like, oh, this is... It, like I really got into it. I think it's like really cool because it gauges my... It, it, it garners my interest immediately because I recognize the song. The song is so popular. 
and then it drops. I'm like, oh, this is a this is a cool little twist. So you're yeah. kind of doing stuff like that. Um, in a sense, I wouldn't really say making like a twist on it. Okay. Um, actually, a really uh, popular sample. I don't, well, I guess they yeah they pretty much did sample it. Um, you know my type. It's a really popular song um, my currently. My type. It's like I, a, oh my god, I probably song. do. I probably do. Very I just popular. it sampled the song um, Freak a Leak. Okay, <laughs> I do know it. I do know it. Yeah. I remember because I just heard it recently too. And when I heard, it, I was all, "Why do I recognize this beat?" Exactly. And sure enough, I looked it up and it was Freak a Leak. <laughs> that was. Yeah. I thought that was so funny. I started singing Freak a Leak for the next two days. <laughs> Sampling is um, actually very popular in the industry, even though it's so controversial. Because mm-hmm. people are always like, "Well, why don't you make your own melodies? Why don't you make your own drums?" But I guess I what, what comes with sampling is that people like to hear things that give them nostalgia. So, um, like, for example, the In Between the between the Sheets song. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you guys don't know, but um, from an older an older group. We just got called old yeah, again. I think you just called us old. This is, this is a common it's, reoccurrence on, our, on this podcast. This podcast. <laughs> Jesus, good Lord. We are not that old students. I didn't say old. I said older group. Because <laughs> I know that song, and I'm not um, old. You also have a much better taste in music than myself. So... <laughs> But they took that song and they put it in the song Big Papa by Biggie Smalls. Okay, yeah, I, I, I see. I know that one. Yeah, and um, people from, like, the older age group, they recognize that and they're like, what? They stole that. But I mean, they didn't really steal that. That's it's, what you would call it. They sampled they, they it. They sampled it. Okay. So so, so what's, what, what kind of things do you add to the songs? Because you said you take pieces. Do you just kind of, like, mix and match from different songs or do you add any of your own, like... Uh, personal content or or what the thing about art is you can do whatever you want as long as it sounds good that's what matters um so sometimes i'll make my own drums and i'll just get a little uh, melody from another song that has no drums in it and i just put my own drums to it sometimes i get something from i get a little sample what, what they're called is like samples where it's just like an already made drum loop that's not already that's not used in like a song. It's just used without context, so that producers like me can um, put it into the song mm-hmm. and use it. Um, but again, it's it's all really whatever. See, the the thing that I learned when making music is that no one really knows how to make music. <laughs> what do you what is, what do you mean by that? Because think about it, think about it. Because I've been I because with me I've been trying to. Um, make music that's like that sounds like everybody else right Mm -hmm. that sounds like what's played on the radio sounds like popular yeah yeah but from if you really listen closely a lot of the elements from each of those songs are so different that you're like what's a common thing here that i can use that like is gonna make my song so popular and it's not it's not about um what is it's not about certain um things or practices that are used in the song that makes it sound good because obviously there's like um, music theory. Obviously you, you should know um, melodies, how to make melodies and drums, right. but that's not like, like you can make a, like for example, Bohemian Rhapsody. Classic. That song is a classic, mm-hmm. but they, it was so different from everything else at the time. And like they're like the people that they were trying to like, um, Target. like release it. Oh. That when they were trying to release it, it didn't get played on the radio very much. 
They talk about that in the movie. They do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You've seen the movie, I, I, I assume. Yeah. yeah. They yeah. do talk about that. Didn't they say that they didn't release it on the radio because it was too long? Yeah. It wasn't, and, okay. it was too long. and it was an opera. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> but now, today, that's like one of, like, I feel like everyone knows that song. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's one of the most played songs on the radio. Yeah. Um, because it's just so different. The structure and everything from it, it's just, it's, it's like nothing that anyone has ever really heard of. Mm-hmm. So... I think what gives music its taste and what what people like music, it's not really the music itself. It's more the image that comes with that music. So that's why, because, like, think about, um, I don't really want to bash on celebrities, but... Um, <laughs> that's okay. They're probably not going to listen to this. <laughs> not yet, at least. I'm if sorry, we... <laughs> Justin Bieber. <laughs> but, like, Justin... Well, hold on. I'm a big fan of the Beeps, <laughs> so I didn't say bash all celebrities. <laughs> But like celebrities like Justin Bieber, like mm-hmm. or even Taylor Swift, they use like the same four chords in every pop song, mm-hmm. and it sounds often repetitive. And people often wonder, like, how are they on the top? It's it's not really because um, they're musical. Obviously, they have musical talent, but yeah. it's not just because of that. They're not like any um, Beethoven or um, yeah. It, it's about. It's about their image, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm going to be honest. Justin Bieber is, like, he's better looking than me. He's better looking than, like, 80% of people, so that's probably <laughs> why he's up there. <laughs> so you don't think it has anything to do, like, you say, you said, like, they kind of play, like, very same four chords, maybe mm-hmm. stray here and there a little bit. Yeah. But would you say, like, the four chords that they do play, though, are extremely catchy? Yes. And, well, see, that's debatable because, I mean, it, catchy is a very relative term because, I mean, like, if, if, every, if everyone played music that sounded like, or everyone <clears throat> played music on the radio that sounded like mm-hmm. um, WC or, or, like, classical, like, advanced levels of music theory type music all the time, then people would think that that's catchy. It's just about what, like, the media is showing us and what we're often, like, um, consuming. That's what becomes catchy to us because we hear it all the time. Okay. So repetitiveness. Yeah. I think think it kind of makes sense that, like, depending depending on where you live, too, like, if you live in, like, a southern state, you're probably exposed to more country. Exactly. Like, you like country more than other stuff. I think uh, California would probably have a mix of a lot of different things, but... I think, that, yeah, I get what you're saying. I would actually, I, I 100% agree with the, the California thing because I myself think I have a, a, a wider taste of music. I listen to country, I listen to pop, I listen to, you know, like as I just said, the, the samples. You listen to a wide taste of music, Nick. You do music. Yeah. But I think because you have the ability to make music, it also shows that you're willing to broaden your horizons and listen to other stuff and be like, well, I might be able to pull something from this classical piece of work and use it in mine and almost modernize it. Yeah, I do that all the time, actually. I always, because my parents are um, often playing music in the kitchen, and a song comes on, and I, and I think, and I'm like, whoa, I can, I can sample that. So I was like, I'm like, Alexa, what's that song? And... Um, I do that so I do that all the time I, I always like I, if I hear something that I think would sound really good I always look for that song and have it in like a little folder mm-hmm. of songs that I can just sample for later I want to one thing I want to come back to though before I forget um, we had mentioned the movie Queen or Bohemian Rhapsody is what it's called and then we were talking about catchiness 
in that film, there's a scene where they're creating the the We Will Rock You song, right? Where Mm -hmm. it's literally... Now, I don't know how accurate the movie got it as far as if that was how the song came about, Um, but it wasn't Freddie Mercury. It was the other guy in the band that came up with it where it was like, we want audience participation, where it's just stomp, stomp, clap. Mm -hmm. They wanted to give the audience something they could participate to. Do you think that's a a huge part in what makes a song, I don't want to say groundbreaking, but popular or catchy? Exactly. Just look at TikTok. (laughs) (laughs) We're old again. What's TikTok? I don't have have TikTok. (laughs) The only time I see TikTok is when it makes it over to Instagram. (laughs) But yeah, that's like, that's actually the, those type of songs are what's, um, that's what is ruling the, um, social media spectrum these days is, is songs that people can like dance along to like the cha-cha slide that's another one yeah. that's, that mm-hmm. started that whole trend wasn't it a couple of years ago or a couple summers ago it was the uh was the one by drake the um tootsie slide or whatever it's called no not tootsie slide i know that one too but i'm not gonna do it right now the uh, I forget the name of the song, but it was like, Kiki, do you love oh, me? That, yeah, yeah. yeah, and people would like get out of their car and like dance mm-hmm. to it. And then it became a thing to, for people to show the funny videos when they forgot to put their car in neutral and the car <laughs> would just drive away. <laughs> but yeah, like stuff like that stuff that was like social media based almost. Exactly. So like, again, it's it's not about the music itself. It's about the... the what um, you can do with the music. As the, the audience, marketing of the music, mm-hmm. I would say the mm-hmm. marketing and the image of the person who makes the music, because, um, for example, let's go back to the Cha Cha Slide. It's mm-hmm. it's a pretty simple beat. Um, it's just saying like what you can do, and that's why I think um, like artists like Drake, like like I I, I don't get me wrong, I like Drake and mm-hmm. he he makes really good music, but I think the reason that he's like at where he is right now is just because he's such a good businessman and he's so good at marketing himself. And As is Kanye, though. Exactly. Exactly. But Kanye actually makes good music. I don't disagree. I, I personally <laughs> like Drake. Um, I, I like them both, to be honest. Um, but I think both of them, to your point, do a great job of marketing themselves. Exactly. Um, now, how would you go about marketing your music as samples? Uh, what do you mean exactly? So, when you say when you talk about taking samples, you kind of take stuff from from other pieces of work. So, let's say you were to take, would you use like the popularity of another piece of work? So, let's just like we've been talking about Queen. So, like Bohemian Rhapsody. Mm-hmm. If you were to do a sample of that some way somehow, get access to that song, um, that'd be very challenging. It would, yeah, <laughs> especially with Freddie Mercury no longer around. Um, but. How would you sample that? Would you just use the, I don't want to say nostalgia of that song, but the already popularity of it to market it as as your sample? Yeah, that's what happens a lot of the time, actually. If you, if you really think about it, the most popular songs are just songs that are recycled from other songs. And that's what music is. It's just like the same, the same stuff over and over because harmony is... Um, the same it's not like 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 yeah um, people have discovered more about like music theory but Mm -hmm. it's not like they really use that because it's too advanced to put on the radio so it's like I said the same four chords those have been used for ever and it's like um, 
Well, there's like a bunch of YouTube videos out there where they literally just go through all the famous songs and it's literally four chords <laughs> yeah. every single time. They have those videos out there? Yeah. Just go to YouTube and, and Google four chord songs and they'll come up with a bunch. That explains it because I think Ed Sheeran was – I'm a big Ed Sheeran fan um, myself, but I think he did – like he created a whole compilation of videos where he played popular songs on just four chords. Yeah. That's all he did. Um, it's it's – I think – Nowadays, what what is gonna push the industry further is what people can do. Not with just like harmony, because harmony is is gonna stay like how it is for a while. But it's it's gonna come through both like what you can do with the song, for example, like group dance songs. And mm-hmm. it's also gonna come through. Um, I think rhythm is gonna play a big part in the future of music. I think people are experimenting a lot with rhythm right now. Really? Yeah. Like, you can you give me an example? Um, do you know the rapper Blueface? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not. I, I like I like the the beats and the and the tempo and the melodies and everything like that of his songs. Not a huge fan of the lyrics. Yeah. They don't really make a whole lot of sense to me. <laughs> um, but if I put him on mute and just listen to the music, I'm like, I can kind of bob my head to it. And it sounds really good. Exactly. So is that what you mean by by rhythm? No, no. What I'm, what what I was um, getting at was um, people always give him um, beep for um, rapping off beat. But I think what what he's because he, he he does rap on beat. Mm-hmm. Like he's not like just talking on on the song. Right. It's it's just a very complicated rhythm that he's going at. Mm-hmm. And he, while he probably doesn't realize he's doing that, or he probably isn't like intentionally doing that, like. Like being all like, oh yes, I'm gonna, I'm gonna rap off beat today. But he just does it, and it and it works, and that's what's like popular right now. So I think people are gonna start experimenting a lot more with the rhythm mm-hmm. than melody as of like the future of music. You mentioned earlier that you also, I don't want to say dabble, but you also play other instruments. Would you ever like sample something and also add your own playing of an instrument? Like mm. combine the two like types of music that you do well you see i can play the piano but i can't play the piano under pressure (laughs) so it's i mean yeah i can because you can do some crazy stuff you can like play the piano so badly Mm -hmm. but just edit it to sound like 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 you're great at playing piano that's one of my favorite instruments when when you can play the piano like really well i think it's one of the most beautifully sounding instruments because it's the easiest to, um, the easiest to try out, but mm-hmm. the hardest to master. And it kind of has like the foundations too. I mean, the the octaves are all like laid out on a exactly. keyboard. Exactly. So. That's why, because you can do so many different types of melodical um, ideas just with the piano. Because it's it's all laid out in front of you. For example, guitar, you have to like do the fingering and. I, this this always bugged me how like the guitar like it doesn't start out with okay so this C is straight this this string is C or the string is A and it goes up you have to like figure it all mm-hmm. out with your mm-hmm. fingers. That's interesting to me that you say though that piano is easier to easy to learn easy to pick up easy to pick up hardest to master. Mm-hmm. I picked up piano. I never even tried mastering it. <laughs> um, I I just picked it up for a class. But then I picked up guitar. And then I put it right back down because I I couldn't figure it out. I tried. I could do. I could play piano a little bit, a couple songs. But to me, I feel like piano would be easier to master than guitar. Why do you say that piano is the harder one to master? 
because guitar is like you there's a, you get to a certain point where it's just like not really possible to to play all of that on a guitar mm -hmm. whereas a piano it's you are able to play that so so what I'm saying is some songs aren't even able you can't even just like play them on a guitar okay so even so the more complex songs are almost you like almost have to almost play them impossible Okay, yeah. so it's like you have to play them on the piano, which is what makes the piano harder to master. Yeah, because more people have come up with <clears throat> complex melodies on a piano than they have with a guitar. I can see that. That the way like you putting it that way makes total sense. Maybe changing subjects back. I, I kind of want to ask you more about the audio stuff, like going back to when you first started. Yes, um, sir. So like going back to when you first started, like like doing all the mixing and the sampling and stuff like that. How did, how did you actually learn all of that? Was it a school thing, or was it all yours, or was it... Um, I'm self-taught. Self-taught? Um, YouTube. Just YouTube all YouTube? best friend, yeah. <laughs> I've learned so many things from YouTube that I honestly don't understand how people without YouTube could have gone about with books, <laughs> I guess, but sometimes books don't have all the answers. So mm -hmm. I'm, like, like, people take a lot of things for granted, but YouTube, honestly, never going to take that for granted. People who have a taste in music tend to like have a really good ear from it from a young age. Can you listen to just like any random song and you can recognize right away? Be like, I know that chord, I know that key. No, no? you're not quite no. there yet. Well, I think it's at a really young age where where you got to develop that because, I mean, I've tried, I've done music for a long time, but I probably still could not tell you a D note if I listen to one right now between an F note or even a B. Have you ever had like an interest of, of taking any kind of music courses or editing courses or uh, anything beyond like the self-taught part? I think, especially with today's technology, anything that can be taught at like a college or even like a, a trade school, you can learn yourself if you really just search through the internet and, and just even ask around people, like ask, you should always be spending time with people who know who know more than you, because that's how you learn. I actually really like that. Yeah, I I, <laughs> I love the way like, yeah. You want to get better. You want to become smarter. Surround yourself with people that, dude. I learned about music. Like I learned more from music in my interactions with you and my roommate because they, you guys both knew more music than I did. I had a very narrow taste, and it broadened because of the people I surrounded myself with. It's almost like it's the, uh, to use one of the things you said, an uh, age-old term, if you will, um, product of the environment. Who do you surround yourself with? That's probably gonna. It's probably gonna reflect. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's really really cool, Nick. What kind of music got you to where you are? Have you always been samples, 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 or have you kind of broadened as you've gotten older? Actually, no. I think the first music that I really listened to a lot that just got me that that was the like me listening to that music um, wanted me to become like a better DJ um, and that was dubstep like I, when I was in middle school I would always listen to like Skrillex um, was it Knife Party um, all of those crazy big dubstep um, guys at the time and that was like, oh, I want to be a really good DJ because look at these guys. Mm -hmm. And that's also where I started being like, I want to make music as well because um, I found out that Skrillex 
makes his own music. And that was a really new concept to me at the time when I was like in sixth grade was like people actually make their own like electronic music. Mm -hmm. And I really wanted to get into that. I think that's interesting though you mentioned him. Um, because I feel like when he came out with the dubstep, that's when dubstep really started to kind of like, oh, there's this there's this new music. Yeah. And it's taking off. So it's 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 cool that I'm not the only one that saw it. I didn't get into it as much, but clearly someone of your age or you know, people who are really into music, that's where it took off. Mm-hmm. Their their love for for samples or, or dubstep or stuff like that. Um, do you still listen to like like current dubstep? No, I feel like, um, well, I would say um, the whole EDM genre started getting pretty saturated around 2019-ish, but there haven't really been a lot of groundbreaking people that have just brought it to the level of popularity that it was when mm-hmm. Skrillex was around. And I really miss that 2013-2012 era where EDM was just like the big thing that everyone listened to on the radio. Do you think it might have something to do with like during at, at 2000, like what's it, 2013? Is that what you said? Mm-hmm. Like Skrillex? That it was new, so there wasn't as much. And so when it came out, people were like, oh, this is. But then it's almost like when you water something down, you just put something on repeat, on repeat, on repeat. 2013 to 2019, that's like all you heard. No, actually. No? I don't think that's what it is. Okay. So what, um, what do you think, like, what, what do you think happened? With the okay, so dubstep has been around for actually a long time. It's been, don't quote me on this. I don't know actually know like when it was complete, like when it was always out. But I know that it was at least out by early two thousands, okay. like two thousand three, two thousand two. Okay. But um, Skrillex kind of made this new thing that is a subgenre, I guess you would say, of, of dubstep that that people um, called bro step, and that's what got popular. It's it's a more because dubstep like old school dubstep sounds nothing really like Skrillex. Skrillex um, elevated that genre like way up. Mm-hmm. I have some anonymous fan questions for Nick Cardenas. <laughs> if you are willing to answer your fans' questions, don't so consider it like fan mail. First thing someone wants to know, apparently they've heard your music, is they want to know when the new beat is coming out on SoundCloud. <laughs> I feel like I'm gonna get a lot of these questions. Um, I've been working, but I really want to focus on because the next beat I want to put out on SoundCloud. Um, I really want to put my own um, lyrics on it. So um, as soon as I can figure that out, you're gonna see something. <laughs> okay. So do you, you have the beat down? You're still working on the lyrics? Is that yeah. okay? I have a lot of beats that are done, but I just really want to add lyrics on them. Okay. How long is it? Is it just a <laughs> Can't believe I'm about to use the word sample, um, but in a, in a different ter- in a different context. I mean, is it just like a sample of a whole song, or the beat that you laid? Is it an entire track? It's an entire track. I just need to put my um, vocals on it. Okay, how long of a track are we talking? Um, depends, because I've I've quite a few that I could put out, but they usually roughly around two to three minutes. Okay, that is pretty solid. Good for you, dude. I hope you're able to come up with those lyrics. I'm excited to hear it. Uh, all right. Someone's apparently heard you DJ. Okay. They want to know the craziest place you've DJed and your craziest DJ experience. And don't look at my phone to see who sent it. <laughs> I can see the glancing. I've DJed in like a little office before. <laughs> like an office building? Yeah, an office building. It was um, 
little um, business meeting. For old, older people? Older people, yeah. They just <laughs> wanted me to play music. Not too loud. Um, I don't know why they needed a DJ for that, though, but I'm not confused. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't know how to use Spotify. Yeah. So how I'm, I I don't know why, but I'm picturing like Nick rolling up into the office at like Dunder Mifflin, <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, how like he's got his phone. He's like, do you guys just want me to hit play or? <laughs> so it was literally no bigger than than this room. Yeah, I, obviously it wasn't like they weren't working or anything, but it was just like a small little get together. So then they probably heard your stuff from if there's SoundCloud, and then you. No, actually, I, well, because I have posted on Instagram, just I don't okay. do it recently. Okay, so they heard something from prior and then reached yeah. out to you. That's cool. That's good, dude. You got to use different marketplaces, man. <clears throat> All right. Whew. Okay, someone just wants to know genuine taste in music. Your favorite song at the moment. Favorite song at the moment? Ooh, there's so many. It's hard to choose sometimes, but I'm going to give you two that um, have stuck around with me for a while. Um... Streetlights by Kanye West. I think I've heard that one. I actually agree. That was a, that's a really good one. Yeah, and Strobe by Dead Mouse. I wouldn't. It's a ten-minute song. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> it's really nice. It's like the Bohemian Rhapsody of EDM music. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, someone wants to know what inspired you to get into music, and we've touched on it briefly, but I would say um, partly my dad because. Um, he used to be a DJ as well, mm-hmm. um, and he taught me like the basics. He would always play like old '80s songs, and that's how, that's kind of how I know a lot of older songs, mm-hmm. older music. It's from my parents. But um, the thing that really inspired me to like get to the level that I am is um, dubstep, actually, just Skrillex and EDM. That's that's a lo- that's the genre. Even though um, that's not really a lot of what I listen to now, but that's that's what got me started. Have you ever worked with your dad on like a project or something? Like no, because the- he doesn't really like like make music. He he just um, DJs a lot and like he he mixes music and he scratches. He's a lot. In, he's more into like the older like the turntables. Okay, that's what he's into. That actually leads me to my final final question. Because you said that you and Leah were just kind of let's do something like let's make let let let's. Let's make music. Mm-hmm. What is your what is your favorite part about making music? I love listening to music so much that like even if I come up with like a little 10 second clip, I'll listen to that like so many times. And I think that's partly my problem is that I listen to my own music so much and you know your music is good when you like listening to it a lot. So I would say my favorite part about making music is just the music itself and, and what I can make. And like, I, I always find that so surprising that I made this, how am I enjoying it so much? But I think that's the best part about making music is that you make something and you think it sounds good and it, it's just the, the greatest feeling. Well, Nick, I only gotten to see you through a Zoom. I knew you were a cool dude the moment I met you, dude, really into music, so pumped, big music fan myself. Um, I'm really hoping to hear some of your stuff on SoundCloud soon because I want to be a big fan of Nick Cardenas, the artist. Um, you know, please keep doing what you're doing, man. Keep grinding. All right, the beat sounds sick. He sent it to me. Let's put some lyrics on that bad boy. Send it out on SoundCloud. If you want to support your boy Nick Cardenas and his music, please go follow him on Instagram, P. That's DJ.GAPP. DJ Gap, Nick Cardenas, thanks so much for stopping by, my dude.
thank you guys for having me. I really enjoyed this. <laughs> and if there's any other seniors out there that are listening along, uh, if you want to jump on our podcast and uh, just have a conversation, we'd be, we'd be happy to. Uh, either reach out to either uh, Mr. Flannery or myself, Mr. Wimpenny, and we'd be happy to get you guys on. Uh, until next time, we'll see you guys later. Take care, y'all. Yes, sir.